Good morning. Welcome. We're glad you're here this morning. Uh, it's a great day to be together in Christ's name. And we have a special treat today because I'm not preaching. <laughs> and I'll deal with you later. <laughs> Uh, no, we do have a special treat today uh, because our youth are in charge of our service. Today is Youth Sunday, and I want to begin, I, did, I'm, I do have a few words that I'd like to say today before we get started with this, and I want to begin by reading a passage of Scripture uh, from 1 Timothy that, that I think is very appropriate for, for this day. Uh, it's from 1 Timothy 4, verses 12 through 14. It says, Let no one despise your youth. But set the believers an example in speech and conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. Give attention to the public reading of Scripture, to exhorting, to teaching. Do not neglect the gift that is in you. Put these things into practice. Devote yourselves to them so that all may see your progress. These were words of advice from the Apostle Paul to his uh, protege, Timothy, um, a young man. And he was telling him, don't let your youth hold you back from doing what God has called you to do. And I think these same words can be uh, used to uh, apply to our youth today. Today is the day that our youth will set an example for us of their faithfulness in Christ. It's a time for them to utilize the gifts that God has given to them and and will bless our congregation through the reading of Scripture, through exhortation, and through teaching. So let's lift them up in our prayers, and let's enjoy the service that they present today. Uh, Before I turn it over to them, there are just a couple of things that I want to uh, especially emphasize this morning by way of announcements, and that is that we are still looking for volunteers that can help in any way uh, with cleaning out some houses um, that were affected by floods. I have... uh, I had two two phone calls this morning from people, um, some uh, some disabled. Uh, one lady is disabled and cannot uh, cannot do anything for herself, and she needs some help taking things from her uh, basement and just basically hauling it to the street. So we are looking for volunteers. Um, hopefully this week uh, we can get this done this week. So if you can volunteer any time this week. Please let me know. Please let me know, and um, and we'll 
we'll set up a time. And I'm hoping to, to get this done in the next couple of days, uh, at least for this lady. Uh, so please let me know for that. And one other thing that I want to especially emphasize today. Uh, today, our choir along, the Community Baptist Choir, along with the uh, Community Chorus, is doing a concert of Robert Ray's Gospel Mass. That's today at 4 o'clock. And I want to tell you something. The, our, our choir has, sang, um, has sung a couple of those songs in the past few weeks. But I got a little sneak preview of it on Wednesday night. And you will want to be here. It is good. It is good. So please try to be here this afternoon at 4 o'clock for that. And now I'm just going to sit. I'm going to go sit with my family. Um, and I'm going to turn it, on, turn it over to our youth and let them bless us today.
Good morning and welcome to Community Baptist Church. Today is East Sunday. Today we do not have bulletins. Everything will be placed on the screen as they happen. The offering will be taken up at the end of the service. There will be somebody at the door. Our music today will be by video. We all hope that you will sing along, pray, or anything else you feel is needed. Um, we have the blood drive on June 1st, and you can see Jika about getting an appointment. The gospel mass is tonight at 4 o'clock here, and on May 22nd, next Sunday at 5 o'clock, we have an upward meeting for anyone who wants to help. Today we are going to take you on a journey, a journey of self-reflection. You'll be asked to look in that mirror and see what is looking back at you, to be honest about what you see, where you are, what is broken, what is fake, to take off the mask we wear from time to time and look at what truly motivates you to do what you do. In the youth, we, we so often talk about how much more important it is not to see what you do, but why we do it. We can do a lot of good things for self-serving reasons. These are the very things that separate us from God. It is not until we can look in that mirror and be honest about what we see, we can truly develop a relationship with our Creator. It is not until we can get out of our own way can we humbly give our hearts, our lives, and all that we are to Him. Please stand and greet each other in the name of the Lord. Can we please be seated? Today's scripture reading is from Mark 8:36, and it says, "What good does it do for someone to gain the world yet forfeit their soul?" Will you please pray, pray with me? O oh Lord, we come to your house with open minds and loving hearts. May the inspirational message coming from us be testament to all of us. You are the true God. We humbly ask for love. We say this in your name, Jesus Christ. Amen.
Here's the funny thing about people. We all like to look good, to make a good impression, to show everybody else we've got it all together, even though none of us do. The only way to pull this off is to put something else on. That something is called a mask. The mask can help you get a job. I have over 12 years experience in, in I have over 12 years experience in consumer electronics, playing video games in my parents' basement. It can make you look smarter. Organizational energies to maximize corporation synergy. I have no idea what I'm saying. And more dateable. I can't believe you're single. I can't believe you're 25. I'm not single. I'm not 25. We use our masks to impress people. 65 inch HDTV. It was so beautiful. It was expensive and all, but it's the best. So much debt. We use them to fool people. I thought I was going to speed limit, officer. We even use them to protect the feelings of people we love. That was a beautiful song, sweetie. I'm pretty sure you're tone deaf. I think I'm gonna walk to school today because I'm kind of embarrassed to be seen with you. He sounds like a really great guy. What are you thinking? You do not look fat in those jeans. So that's why they call it a muffin top. <laughs> we all wear masks from time to time, but the craziest place we put them on is at church. Hello, brother. Amen. Greetings to you on this day the Lord has made. Something about it makes us want to look our best. I'm fine. To sound our best. Things are great and make like everything is perfect. But behind every perfect mask is a perfectly messed up life. People with hearts that are empty, confused, addicted, hopeless, helpless, and hurting. But there's, here's the thing. This is exactly the kind of life that God shows up in. Messes are his specialty. One thing God can't work with is a mask. So around here, we have a saying. It's okay. Do not be okay. Nobody's perfect. But grace is available. We believe that God doesn't love us if or because. He loves us anyway. We all like to look good to others. We like to make a good impression. When it comes to God, the best impression we can make. Just, Just be you. Good morning. How's everyone doing? Okay. <laughs> Only three days of school this week. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. 
I'm excited too. Yeah. Let me ask you something. Do you any of you like to hide from people? Why do you hide? Any answer? No? Okay. We hide for lots of different reasons. We hide if we're in trouble or if we don't want to do something. We hide when we're afraid, and sometimes we just hide for fun, like when we're playing hide and seek. I've asked some of my friends to play a little hiding game with us. Let's see if we can find them. Why are you hiding? <laughs> oh, I found him. <laughs> Why are you hiding? Why are you hiding? Thanks, everybody. Okay. Let me tell y'all something. Uh, okay. A long time ago, two people decided to hide from God. Then they heard the Lord God walking into the, in the garden during the cool part of the day. And the man and his wife hid from the Lord God among the trees in the garden. Adam and Eve knew that they had disobeyed, and they were afraid to tell God, so they tried to hide from God. But God found them just like we found our friends today. Remember, God doesn't want us to hide when we're afraid. We can tell God anything because God already knows our every action and thought. God will always love us and forgive us, even when we disobey. There's nothing for there's no hiding from God. Now here's my mom with some information about Bible school. Thank you, sir. Let's see if I can do this like Jake did. Did you guys see all these friends I brought today? Yes. All right, I tell you what. I want this one. And Heather is going to let you hold one, if you'd like, until the end of the service today. And you can give them to me at the door. Because you know what? Special people have given me these special friends. But I want to introduce you to some new friends. If you come to our Bible school, check this out. <coughs> Miss Heather, obviously from our youth, is going to help me. And if you want to let the kids come up and pick their bear while I'm talking, that would be fine. You have to hold it until the end of church service, and then you have to bring it back to me. But you guys, look at this. Can you see these? George and Neva, come on up. You want to hold a bear until the end? Come here. Come here and pick you a bear. 
Look at these new friends. If you come to Bible school, you're going to meet this one. What? Can you see that name, Sid? It's Fez. Hmm. And if you come to Bible school, you're going to meet this friend, Amanda. And if you come to Bible school, you're going to meet Boomer. And if you come to Bible school, look at Lulu. Look at Lulu. And this is Pal. Okay? Now, with your bear friends, do you guys want to pick a bear friend? I know. Go up here, pick your bear friend, and then Kyle's going to play the music from Bible school. If you want to dance with your bear friend while the music is playing. Look up here at the screen and see if you come to Bible school what kind of music. I know. Kyle, we're ready for our music. If you can get it in, please. Poor bears. You guys can get up and jump around if you want. Woo! Pandemanium, where God is wild about you. Nobody's going to get up? Uh-oh. Nobody's going to dance to her what, panda song? Okay. Come on, Frank. Show them how it's done. All right. Is that enough music? Oh, that's enough music. Okay, here's the deal. Let me get my vacation Bible school hat on. All right, this is a handy-dandy little thing to put on your refrigerator, and it tells when Bible school is. And this is a registration form. So I'd like to go ahead and give those out this morning so we can get you guys registered for Bible school. And don't forget, you can keep your bear partner, your new bear friend with you throughout Bible uh, church today. Georgia Neva, are you coming to Bible school? Okay. All right, and let's see what kind of special friend I picked today. Look. There you go. Thank you, guys. You can go back to your seats. You want to hold that one? Some of us are broken today because our hearts are torn between seeking God and worldly temptations. Some of us have had a life-solid relationship with God, but that foundation has been shaken because of a lost job, a broken heart, failed relationship, divorce, an illness, a death of someone we loved. We ask ourselves, how could he love me and still let this happen to me? Some of us are prisoners of our own selfishness. Whatever it is, bring it to God. A video will play. Please listen, sing, reach out to him, do what you feel is needed. Make this your worship. Savior, please take my hand. I work so hard. I live so fast. This life begins and then it ends. And I do the best. But I don't know how long I'll last I try to be so tough But I'm just not strong enough I can't do this alone 
one and seven in his re- in him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace and emphasis two eight through nine I think okay. for by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not your own doing it is the gift of God not the result of works, so that no one may boast. Good morning. Welcome to Community Baptist Church, and I will be singing, I'll be playing a testimonial for you guys about 
what my feelings are about this church and what I have to say about it. And, and, and when it all started out for me, back in sixth grade and over in 2006, I started out by going to church youth, by going out to the Zoomman's house uh, with all the youth group that has been graduated by now and, and now what they were when they were in high school back then. But in that time, I, when I had that feeling about, I deserve to be here. I deserve to be with these guys. You know, they, they, they're like buddies to me. And then, but on that night, it was one thing I'll never forget. Watching a scary movie and, and just really awful that how I was, how I almost cried my heart out and that my, and my brother had to come out and all the way to the Zimmerman's house and pick me up. And that's one lesson learned. For someone who has a scary movie, just never watch the movie again. <laughs> and, but and then, once I got into that youth group of being part of this church, I started like starting to get to know them, starting to get to know who they are, and starting to get to know how to be with them. And all, and every time when I like go out with a youth group, like most of the, these guys right back here, I always consider them like as my brothers. Like that's how I think of it is my mind. Like my my foster siblings is Julia and Julia as my foster parent, and and how it all connects into that of what we all do to each other. And and what I when I know of how to be in this part of this church and this youth group, it's like one thing that it's a great connection for me. And I know that God has given me that plan. He's given me that plan throughout my entire life. And now, and before then, when I was like a really young, Julie offered me to give me some advice about reading a scripture when I was still in middle school or singing a te- or playing a testimonial or yeah, I was I was too scared. I was too stage fright and all that. Uh, it was. I was just very anxious, very worried a lot. But now that I'm 18, I have gotten to a point where it doesn't really matter. It's all that matter in that one bit, and I can do anything. I right now I'm seeing a testimonial. I've been reading scriptures since then, putting a smile on y'all's faces, and 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 just uh, and showing everybody what I can do now. It's all in that one bit. And now, like, and by this time now, during next year on the Youth Sunday, I've been volunteered to preach for the, for the official first time in my life. And, and another thing of what I noticed that in 2008 in Panama City with my church youth group, I was still a pretty, a pretty picky eater and how I would, uh, I would only survive on one thing and how it would all be. And also, uh, even in 2007, we went to Nada, Kentucky, and we did things for like a habitat house or like build, building people's houses, like making them repaired again. And while I was eating, I, I would only have like this one jar of peanut butter that I would always last on. And no, and everyone was just asked that, boy, I don't think he's going to last on that. I mean, you know, I was, and I was a real skinny guy. I mean, I had these real skinny bones that you just that probably... I don't know, but and, but then when I started into high school, 
I started really improving, that I started trying, and it really got up to me. I got in the best shape of my life, of what I am right now. And, and then, and how, from that point on, I started impressing Julie and the youth and all the church people, and that it's gotten all that hope to me. It's really brought a tribute to me of how I really changed and how I really got into all this. It's been just a great pleasure, and I'm very happy for it right now. And I only got one more year in high school left, and I know for me, that's going to be a big change for me. Going off to college, meeting lots of new friends, and even trying to get a job. And anyway, that's, that's what I wanted to tell you about, about how I've been changing and how that's really improved for me for all these people in this Community Baptist Church. Thank you. After Jesus rose from the grave, he confronts Peter about Peter's purpose and what's to come next. But Peter has a difficult time believing that he'll ever be able to make up for the mistakes he's made. Grace is God's unmerited favor for us. It's his crazy love. But the truth is, sometimes we have trouble understanding that. And if you ever have a trouble, any trouble understanding God's grace, just remember this. Even the disciples had trouble understanding grace. Oh my gosh, okay. You're alive, that's so great. Okay, I was in the boat and I wasn't catching any fish. And I heard this voice that said, cast your net to the other side. And I'm thinking, I'm a fisherman, I know what I'm doing. But it's late, not catching any fish, so why not? So I throw my net on the other side and a whole bunch of fish pop in the net. And I'm thinking, this is a miracle, who could have done this? I want him in my boat next time. And I look up on the shore and there you are. And you said, it is I, the Lord. And you're alive. Here you are. That's so great. Andrew, come on, man. Get out of the boat. Peter? Yeah? Do you love me? Of course I love you. You're alive. That's so great. Then feed my sheep. Andrew, come on, man. Get out of the boat. It's him. Peter? Yeah? Do you love me? Yes, Jesus, I love you. And I'm sorry about that rooster clucking. I had no idea what that meant, but I do now, and I'm better for it. Then feed my sheep. Andrew, man, I'm smiling, but I'm serious. Get out of the boat. It's him. Peter. Yeah. Do you love me? Jesus, mere words cannot describe the passion I have for you. With everything I am, I love you. With everything I have, I love you. You know everything, I love you. Good, good. Then feed my sheep. I didn't even know you had livestock. That's so like you, though. There's something new about you all the time. And that's what I love about you. Peter, 
Do you remember the morning the ladies went to the tomb? Um, yeah, we were all up in the upper room trying to figure out what to do next, because you were dead. And we were trying to figure all that, all that out, you know. And Mary comes running up, you know her, and she's saying, beehive, beehive, beehive. And we're like, beehive? But I'm thinking, whoa, I'm allergic to bees. Keep the bees out. I'm not really sure why I made those. Yeah, not my favorite either, but whatever. Beside the point. And as she keeps getting closer, we heard her correctly. And she's saying, he's alive, he's alive, he's alive. And we're going, he's alive. And you know Mary, just rambling on, but she finally got to the point. And she said, she was at the tomb, and the tomb was empty. And there was an angel there. And the angel said, go tell the disciples and Peter that everything is okay. He is risen. So me and John hightailed it down there. And if John says he beat me, he's totally lying. I beat him by a long shot. Just that flag. But when we get down there, we, it is. The tomb's empty. And there's an angel there. And... I looked at John, and he said, don't you get it, Peter? This is everything Jesus said he was going to do. He's just that good with words. He should really write a book. But, and you're here. You're alive. That's so great. Hey, go back a little bit. What did the angel say? Um, the angel said, go tell the disciples and Peter that everything is okay, and he is risen. And you're here. You're alive. The angel said what? Okay. The angel said, go tell the disciples and... Go tell the disciples and Peter. You said my name. Why would you say my name? That's grace, Peter. No, no, it'll take my whole life to make up for what I did. That night, people kept coming up to me and asking me if I was with you, if I belonged to you, and I kept denying you left and right. It'll take my whole life to make up for what I did. Peter, what I did on the cross was to take what was unforgivable and make it forgivable. That's grace. It's not about you. It's only about me. That's my grace.
Our today's scripture comes from 1 John 1 through 9 and 10. If we confess our sins, he who is faithful and just will not forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Today's message is on Mark 8.36. What good does it do for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? What does this mean? It means, what good, does it ha- what good is it to have everything in the world, but not have God? What does this mean to you? If you have everything, you tend to forget about other things. God's grace is always available. When you forget about him or deny him, he'll always take you back. No matter what you do, God is always there. He always takes you back. Never does he give up on you, even if you give up on him. But if you want God to forgive you, you have to take off your mask. God can't work with a mask. If you're not true to yourself, God can't be true to you. In school, we had a guy come in and speak to us. His name was Rodney. He told us a story about Jeff. Jeff started drinking when he was in middle school. He started doing drugs in high school. In high school, he got a girlfriend. His girlfriend knew about the drugs and alcohol, but she stayed. She thought that she would be able to help him get off drugs, stop drinking. They ended up getting married, and they had a baby. It was a boy. The woman thought the baby would stop Jeff from doing drugs, but it didn't. They ended up getting a divorce. Jeff later tried to kill his ex-wife and his son. All of us at North got a surprise when he said, Now, I don't know why my biological father did all that. The guy, Jeff, he was Rodney's dad. Rodney never knew his dad, though. He walked out. Never did he want to see him. In Jeff's mind, he had everything, but he forgot about God. 
If Jeff had turned to God, God would have forgiven him. That's all Jeff had to do. God would have taken him back. Jeff really didn't try to hide who he was. He didn't have to take off a mask. Unlike Jeff did, you have to have your mind made up. Have goals for yourself. I'm sure every one of you had goals. Some accomplished them. Some may not have. But everyone here has turned out great. And all of us youth, we all have goals. You can ask any of us. I have goals. We all have goals. Unlike Jeff, you also need to recognize your weaknesses. The devil plays on your weaknesses. The devil knows both your strengths and your weaknesses. Jeff, his weaknesses were drugs and alcohol. The devil played on that. The drugs and alcohol messed with his brain, and he tried to kill his wife and his son. The devil will know your strengths and weaknesses. He'll forget your strengths. He doesn't need to know those. All he needs is your weaknesses. The weaknesses is what he'll play on. If you have a problem with getting in front of people and speaking, the devil knows that. Whenever you think, what should I do? Do what pleases God. If what pleases God doesn't please you, you need to change that. What pleases you should please God too. God says, what I did on the cross was to take what was unforgivable and make it forgivable. God makes everything forgivable, even denying him. The Ten Commandments. Julie always says, where in the verse before the Ten Commandments does it say, pick five of ten? For the Ten Commandments, you need to follow all ten, not just five, not four, all ten. The devil puts temptations out there in front of you. Like, little things. Should I let him see my book or not? Everyone knows that answer. What's the right thing to do? Or he'll put big things out there. Everyone knows the big things. Should I do this knowing it is against everything I've been told and believe in? You should know what you believe in. You should know what you've been told. If what you want to do is against everything you believe in or what your parents have said to you, don't do it. Any choice has an answer. Some choices may have two right answers, meaning that whichever you choose will be good and will help others. Some choices may have two wrong answers. You may not want to do either and just completely abandon the whole idea. Others may have a right answer and a wrong answer. But the right and wrong answer may not be obvious. If you think something's right, others think it's not right, you really have to think. Who knows? Only you, only God. If you make the wrong choice and act on the wrong choice, ask God for forgiveness. God will always take you back, no matter what. All you have to do is be honest. Look in the mirror. What do you see? You have to know. You may have consequences, but God will always forgive you. All the consequences are certain. For almost all choices you make, you have a consequence. The consequences not, may not always be bad. They may be good. But the way you react to the consequences may lead to more, may lead to less. You have a choice. How will I react to my consequence? If you get in trouble with your parents, which we all have, but if you get in trouble, if you scream at your parents, you'll have more consequences. It's a repeating cycle. No matter what you do, you always have a choice. 
And no matter what answer you choose, God will always take you back. What does it do for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Take a moment to think about it. Thank you all for listening to our Youth Sunday worship service today. We thank you all for coming. A neat video is about to play. The video is a song of Because He Lives. The video has the words. Will you please stand and sing along? God sent His Son They called him Jesus He came to Please pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your sacrifice, for forgiving us, for giving us your grace. We all know you cannot work with a mask, and we will try not to use one. As we leave here today, we hope that your grace will stay in our mind and our heart. Be with those who don't know the power of your grace and your forgiveness. Help them to understand. Thank you, Lord, for this day that you have shared with us, and be with each person as we leave here today. In your name we pray. Amen. I think Dr. Tim has a few words. I, the only words that I have to say is amen. Uh, have you been blessed today? Then let's give these guys a big hand of applause. We have heard today the word of grace. We have heard the word of being ourselves because God accepts us just the way we are. We have heard the word of the Lord today, and we are grateful for that. Um, We have already had our closing prayer, and so we will be dismissed. And I want to ask all of these youth to come and stand out here to greet you as they as they come. Is that okay, Julie? (laughs) Oh, Oh, she's got offering plates. Oh, yeah, we've. 
Is this a Baptist church and we were about to forget the offering? (laughs) Something is wrong with that. Julie, we're going to wait until you get set up for that before we dismiss, okay? Thank you, everybody. You are dismissed. Blessings to you.